Heroes. Thanks for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows when you're in Venice, your socks get wet. I'm Joe, here to talk to you about Spider-Man Far From Home, and joining me are my two friends by the names of Corey. The podcast that's in love with Spider-Man's hand. We are. We are. And sequel. The podcast that loves Led Zeppelin. And an honorable mention, the podcast that is kicking that water's ass. I like that. <laughs> was in the car on the way over here from the theater, and I turned to my wife, I'm like, shit, which one of the lines is my bet? Which one, which one, which one? I was racking my brain, and in real time watching the movie, that line came up, I was like, I gotta remember that one, that's a good one. And then I got in the car, I forgot it, until the moment you said, when in Venice, and it clicked, I was like, son of a bitch. I almost switched last second as well. To that? No, to um, the podcast that has all summer to kill Brad. (laughs) <laughs> also a really good line Yes I hope we have a Brad out there He thanks you for sparing him <laughs> Yeah we got a special early edition Of Spider-Man Far From Home podcast Cause we all saw it Cause it came out so early We all got to see it Before we normally would record We all so. got a lot of stuff going on In the next yeah. couple of weeks It's true So don't get used to this But <laughs> enjoy it this time And before we talk about The new Spider-Man movie though We've been watching other stuff Hey, sequel, what'd you watch? I have a lot, Joe. Okay. Five things. I'm excited to hear them. Holy shit. It's going to be a very long one of you we've been watching. I also have two, four. I have six things. Ooh. Mine's short, so that's cool. I started and completed season three of Stranger Things. Wow, you're that far? Like, it's yeah. that, is it that good? Like, are you no, just sucked in? I just, just had to finish it. <laughs> okay. It's my least favorite season of the three. He hate Only because it. the kids are getting older. Okay. And that's... The voices are changing, it's, you know... Can all you see is Godzilla 11, though? Yeah. Ugh. Pretty much. That's not okay. But, you know, she she does a good job with, with what she has, and... How many times is crap gonna happen to Hawkins in the man? Like... <laughs> a lot, apparently. Uh, Three times, at least. There are a lot of these cool, released. Take place in 1985, there's a lot of 1985 things going oh, on. Oh, cool. They drink new Coke. Nice. And I read an article that there was going to be a... Wait, hold on. What's new Coke? In 1985, Coca-Cola stopped making what we know as Coca-Cola Classic, and they changed their formula and called it new Coke. And there was like a national outcry. They hated it? Hated it. Wow. A lot of people feel it was a marketing ploy for Coke to bring back old Coke as Coke Classic and keep new Coke around. Did they? Did they? I don't know. Is it called something else now? It's Coke Classic, the new Coke went away. Oh, okay. But there was an article today they were going to bring back new Coke, like, in conjunction with Stranger Things. Oh, my God. So other companies have done that in the past. Like, last year, me and Frank actually found Crystal Pepsi. Right, what was Crystal Pepsi Clear featured Pepsi. in? Yeah, but what was it featured in? I don't think it was featured in anything. Pepsi just said, hey, guys, remember this? We're going to bring it what back. Time? Like month. It's yeah. a McRib of sodas. Does anyone remember... Pepsi like Blue? Blue? Coffee, the coffee one, Pepsi coffee, no. the Coke coffee, something like that. One of them had a had a cola that was like coffee flavored. That's weird. It was very weird. I remember Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue was disgusting. It was kind of gross. But, yeah, uh, and it, it really turned your mouth blue, like yeah. hardcore. <laughs> uh, tweet at us your favorite old soda that they don't make anymore at ZTH Podcast. I'm trying to think of mine now. It's not a soda, but Ecto Cooler, man. Ecto cooler. That's a good one. Yes. The juice in the uh, in the barrels. Oh yeah. 
Juice in the barrels, man. Very good. Those are mine. What are they called? Jugs? Jugs. Yeah, that's right. I, never, I, I didn't know the name until you said it. And I thought there were little hugs for some reason. Hugs or jugs? I don't know. If you know, I like let both. us know at Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, I watched Into the Spider-Verse. Guess it's the third phenomenal choice. Third time I saw it. I sh- Not on my list, but I did also rewatch that this week. I shut off Punisher Wars. And I don't have to put that on. <laughs> That's a smart move. I think I actually. I mean, I have to condone that. <laughs> I watched it in preparation, actually. Yeah. Oh, the other way. I was 18 minutes in, and I was scrolling through Netflix on my phone. I was like, Spider Man, Spider Man, good. <laughs> Stop. Palette cleanser, palette cleanser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, that movie is excellent. We've talked about it a lot. So. Hold on, we're going to talk about Punisher next week. Stop. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no. What? No. <laughs> Twisting my words. I, the I, magic of editing. I wish I knew... I wish I could, like, pull up or, like, avid, like vividly remember what I gave into the Spider-Verse. Six on Gauntlet. I we think did, we did? Uh, Everybody I did. I think everyone but Mitch. Mitch. I think Mitch yeah. didn't give it the gauntlet. Yep. Mitch, okay, good. Okay, so I already gave it the gauntlet because I went back. Like as I'm watching it this time around, I'm like, God, if I didn't give the movie, this movie the gauntlet, I fucked up something bad. I agree. Yeah, that movie is fucking phenomenal. Look at you, Mitch. Sure is. I watched Beer Fest. That's, I love that movie. Wow, that's a good one. Is it still on Amazon? It's on HBO Go. Okay. That movie is outstanding. I think I like it more than I like Super Troopers. I think it's my favorite Broken Lizard movie. I better don't... Club Dread. Definitely better than Club Dread. Club Dread's not great. Slam and Sand is really underrated. I think that's on Netflix right now. I haven't watched it yet. I want to. It's good. <laughs> Which, what's it called? Slam and... Slam and Salmon. Slam They're waiters at a restaurant. Yes. Oh my god. I don't know if I like Beer Fest better than Super Troopers... I'd actually, I, I think I might like sit down and rewatch both of them back to back and see. Side by side. Yeah, but the bar I used to work at, we did a, a big Oktoberfest every year, like, went all out pretzels. All out. Pretzels. Pretzels. <laughs> Bavarian pretzels. Bavarian pretzels, we got like the big, um, the big glasses. <laughs> yeah. We put the big glasses on the bar and like. Steins. Stein, yeah. And we always serve things in like tulip, like craft. Beer style tulip glasses and did they make you wear one of those outfits? The leader hosen? They wanted me to. They asked me a lot. And it was the one of the one of the three times a year that I had I got to put something on the TV that wasn't the menu. Because the TV in there is usually the menu. But on special days like that, I got to put on we we I put on Beer Fest and it was on repeat. So if it fell on a Saturday, if beer, if like I You would watch Beer Fest like three times. I'd literally watch it three, four That's times. Great. And it was easy, it, like, I never minded watching it again. Like, you could turn it back on. It's like, like yeah. perfect. I did Strange Things, Spider-Verse, Beer Fest. I watched, what was that fuck was number four? Nightcrawler. First time I ever saw it. The Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. movie. Nice. That is outstanding. I gotta watch it. That is really, really good. I'm probably gonna buy it. Okay. I've never seen it. It's about a guy. He's like... I'm in. <laughs> Is he like the original TMZ type guy? Yeah, well, he's a small time thief, and he's looking for like a full time job. And he's driving home, and he's in a lot of traffic because of a car accident that happens late at night. And so he gets out of the car, and he notices the guy filming the car accident, and he asks him, and he sees the guy go on his cell phone and call a news organization saying, like, "Yeah, I got this footage. Nobody else has it. You're going to need it for for the six o'clock news. Give me like." 800 bucks for it. 
and he's intrigued by this. So he goes out and buys his own uh, video equipment, and he starts doing the same thing, and he takes it to the extreme. Is he? Is this one of the, the movie where Jake Gyllenhaal is like really emaciated looking, and he's just like he's really skinny and he, weird looking? He is kind of weird looking, sullen face. I would say. Okay. Same as Lewis Bloom. I remember the trailer, and I remember saying like, "Oh, that looks interesting." I have to see it, but it just fell through the cracks. Yep. But it's a that's a really solid movie. Oh, and the last one, new release. I saw Child's Play. Oh, cool! It was awful. No, it was terrible. It's I saw you tweet about it. So bad. It's it looked really bad. So they give for the original Child's Play, uh, serial killer Charles E. Ray transfers his soul as he's dying into a doll so he can live on and potentially become human again. This is a doll with AI and. Oh. A disgruntled factory worker just turns off all of his, uh, I guess, limitations, like language limitations and and, and all like the, the parental control features are turned off, mm-hmm. and this doll just learns. And Mark Hamill does a good job with the voice, but it definitely has a tone problem. I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh. I feel bad for the doll <laughs> for most of the movie, which is like totally against the spirit of Chucky, yeah. I would say. And yeah, it was not good at all. And I really like the first Child's Play movie a lot. Like, that's one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Even though it's not scary, I just like the idea, and I think it's shot well, and I think it's original, and it's it's really good. And this one was just such a letdown. Plus, it just looks weird. Make the doll look the same. That's, that wouldn't have bothered yeah, anybody. Yeah, it almost looked as though the doll was younger. So, like... The doll grew up, and then that's weird. The the guy like it, it was yeah it was a weird a bunch of weird choices. I didn't see it. It's not a good guy doll. It's a buddy doll, and it's B U D D I. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't like it. No. Did it stand for an acronym? No, I think they that's just even did, worse. they just did, oh it might have stood for an acronym, but I think it's the I for like iPhone and I everything and oh, iPad. Oh, I Sky. Yeah, could be. So yeah. That's all five. There's also a true crime podcast we got to talk about later, Corey. What's it called? Oh, uh, fuck. I just started it last night. I think it's called... It's a long title. Uh, what's the disease where you can't sleep? Uh, insomnia. insomnia. It might be that. It's it called be. Insomnia? It might be that. Ooh. Yes, it, Insomniac. All right. With so, David Tell? I like that show. That show was good, actually. So it's uh, a guy who's obsessed with true crime. Mm-hmm. It's... He tells the story of the cases he's researched, and there's an overarching story of how he can't sleep and has nightmares because of all the cases that he researches. It's very interesting. It's only like three episodes in. That's it for me. Corey, what have you been watching? All right, I got this little long list here. Uh, a bunch of them are stuff I've seen before, but I watched again. I don't think nice. I talked about them. First one is a new one that I haven't seen before, Molly's Game. Uh, really sure. Awesome. Really good, really good movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the way it was shot. At one point, early on, we were sitting, like, it, her, uh, my wife's dad turned it on, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this yet, and I just popped right down on the couch and was like, whatever I was going to do for the next two-ish hours is not happening now. When you say turned it on, he, like, he started the movie, or he found it on TV and you got to watch from, like, He had TV. recorded it. Before and was going through the DVR to see what he could like watch oh, okay. and delete. So you got, you got to see it from the beginning. I got to see it right okay. from the beginning. Right, good. Um, 
I think he may have started it the night before, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. So we stopped, and was like, okay, we'll watch it tomorrow. I think that's technically what happened. Okay. Either way, at one point in early in the movie, he asked, he was like, I wonder if that asshole character is, like, based on somebody. I was like, he is. Like, and... Fun fact. Fun fact. And it's come up... Let me, let me text my friends to find out. <laughs> I just wanted to double check, because I yeah. like, said, like, I had just said it. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me double check my fact. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, Also, yeah. the New York Yankee mentioned is A-Rod. A-Rod? Yep. So, yeah, that went, like, by the time that movie was over, I had spiraled out of control and, like, the deep dive into her life and, like, all of the things. It's a really, really fun, interesting story. Um, the movie's awesome. Everybody that's in it is fantastic. Mildred Weber's amazing. Yes, he is. Yeah. I love his uh, speech to the DA. Mm-hmm. Oh, his speech to the That's DA. That's like the best part of the movie. Yeah. Would you consider that an Oscar grab moment? Mm-mm. I don't think he's overacting. I think he's just acting really well. Okay. Because, I mean, he is acting incredibly yeah. well. Defending somebody that ran a poker game was an Oscar bait type role anyway. I, I so. wouldn't think so either. But, like, just how, like, it's still, like, if if they turned around and was like, okay, look at this. Look at how amazing this moment, like, all moment in that movie was, that would have been that moment. Perfect example of an Oscar bait type spot in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight. Yes. They <laughs> know. Yeah. Totally over the top and yeah, not in place with this character, but defending social justice. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I also watched. I watched Dinner for Schmucks. Because I was flipping through it, and it One was of on. the most awkward movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I heard it was like a, I heard it wasn't very good, so I think that's why I never went back t- to find it. And it was it wasn't great by any means, but it was fine. Built up big time. I think yeah, I been, think yeah, like post Hangover, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, post. It's yeah, got a great cast. Yeah, it does. Such a cringy movie. Yeah, but I think that that's what the movie was going for for the most part. So yeah, I'm probably. fine with it. Like I was overall fine with it. It took a, a while for them to get to the dinner. Which is the only thing I was like, you named this a little bit awkwardly, but all right. Um, <laughs> Steve Carell's really funny. In that. Steve Carell's funny in it. It's, it also like it's one of the first time. That's uh, no, not really fair to say, but this role especially starts to lean into the creepier, the creepier range of Steve Carell. I'm trying to think of another creepy role. Fox Foxcatcher. That's a serious role. It's a serious role. But I haven't I mean, seen that. What I mean is, like, he's able to pull off being a bit of a creep in this. He's a creep in Marwin. <laughs> I haven't seen Marwin, though. Marwin's bad. I Marwin know. might be, like, the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. Like, yeah, that's what you were saying, which is why I haven't seen it yet. But, um... Yeah, one day. Yeah. Uh, I watched Minority Report last night. Nice. I think I've seen that and just forgot most of it. Yeah, that's fair. It's a weird movie. It's a weird it's movie. Visually, it's really cool. Yes. It's got really, really good visuals. Especially considering when it came out, what was it, mid, mid-2000s? Yes. Early 2000s. Early 2000s? Like, I feel like I was still in high school, so yeah. Spielberg and Tom Cruise, man. What's yeah. go wrong? Steven Spielberg. Everybody else in that movie is really good, too. You got Colin Farrell in a good role. Yep. Um, oh, man. I can never remember that guy's name. Describe him. Uh, he's got you. super blonde hair. He was in Band of Brothers. Maybe we won't help you. Maybe the internet will help you. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Sequels on it. He's been in a whole bunch of other things too, and I can't put my finger on any of them. Jeff Bridges. Bob, the old guy? No, not the old guy. Oh, Neil McDonough. 
Neil McDonough. Yeah, he's uh, in. Um, I have no idea who that is. That Thingy Guardian you. with uh, Kevin Costner yes. and uh, yep. Ashton Ashton Kutcher. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, I watched Nothing But Trouble, which I haven't seen since I was a kid. I don't know what that is. Oh, man. It is a Chevy, uh, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Demi Moore is in it. Uh, it's Tupac Shakur's first acting credit. Is it that really? Movie? Yes. Um, because whatever whatever that band that he was in before he broke off and became um, with, oh. hum- with Humpty, like Humpty <laughs> Humpty and all that. Yeah, it's it's like a. I've never seen this movie, but it's the one with Dan Aykroyd has an ugly ass makeup on. Yes, it. yes, yes. Uh, it's it's a weird movie. It's 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 cringeworthy. It's like really really poorly rated, but it's so much fun. Uh, especially if you don't try to take the movie seriously, it's a lot of fun. Okay, oh I think it's only like, it's got like an eight or ten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think really, it's got a five out of ten on IMDb. It's got a. It was crazy low last time I looked at it on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it bad? Uh, no. I mean, five. Is it, it is a five? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good, but it's it's not. It's exactly what you expect out of those guys making them like when they got car blanche to make a movie. That's like bordering on like horror, it's like a comedy comedy horror. If you took House of a Thousand Corpses, made it way less intense. And tried to make it funny. Alright. I hate I've never seen that, but I've heard bad things. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is what it is. People um, that are into Rob Zombie movies, but. I enjoyed it, but it's a whole other can of worms. Reservoir Dogs. Great Sweet. flick. Great awesome. fucking flick. I haven't seen that in a while. That's on I, Prime now, right? It is on Prime now, which is what happens. So I work, I work for a few hours in the morning, and. The new system I have worked out is I get there stupid early. I get there at like 5.15, 5.30 every morning, sleep for an hour in the car, and then turn a movie on while I'm waiting for the doors to open. And then I sit there and continue to watch the movie until my number gets called and I get to go home. And the other day, I'm flipping through Amazon Prime and saw that it was there and available for Prime. I was like, fuck yeah. Started watching it. Got about an hour and 15 minutes in before I went home that for, from work that day. Watched the rest of it as soon as I got home. I got home, I sat down, Pam wasn't, Pam had already gone to work, and I was like, well, click right back to it. Fucking great movie. Do you guys know that that movie was made with a $30,000? He had a $30,000 budget. It's his first feature. It's the best titled movie, because the title has nothing to do with the movie. Yes. He just thought it sounded really cool. And and it does. It does. Is that your number one Tarantino? Yes. I'm I'm going yes. Recency bias may play a role in that, though. I think it's mine as well. I think it's also mine. Pulp Fiction is... A close second for me. What's Django, Glorious Bastards, Kill Bill. I don't really like Kill Bill that much. I I think the Kill Bills are okay. I think one is way better than two. I like Glorious Bastards a lot. Glorious Bastards is great. I always think that the Django I've only seen the one. I haven't seen Django yet. I need to see It's good. It's really good. Um, It's Quentin Tarantino and not Quentin Tarantino all at the same time. Hateful Eight. I really like the Hateful Eight. I own that and I've never watched it. It was on sale one day and I was like, this movie was supposed to be really good. It is really good. It's so good. That's on Netflix as well. I'm going to watch the copy of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Um, And I'm super stoked about his new one that's coming out. Yeah, a couple of weeks now, right? Yes. Not in Hollywood? Not long. He's, he's given it, uh, I guess, what, one more movie after this? Yeah, I think so he's going to do ten. This is number nine. Yep. 
So th- oh, so he's famously said that he was only going to do yeah. ten movies, which is why they're constantly posting like on the, the thing. Ninth, ninth film, film. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. just funny that hateful eighth is his eighth film. Makes sense. That's well, the type. Well played. This is the type of art- artistic shit he would do. He almost uh, the script leaked. Hateful eight. Yeah, and he was really mad about it. So he was said, F it, I'm just going to sell the rights to it and not make it. And he had to be talked into uh, making it. And the last thing that I watched is uh, Waiting. Nice. I, That's a fun movie. Yeah. I've seen that movie like 15 times. I, I've seen it a bunch of times. But I don't think I've seen it in the better part of a decade. I don't think I've seen it since I left college, which is six, seven years ago now. Did you see Still Waiting? No. I did. It's, it's not as good. It's not nearly as good. Dane Cook is like the only one that comes back, isn't it? No. It's a... I forget the, the, the bitchy waitress. She's in it. The guy that can't pee. Yeah, Calvin's in it. Okay, so... The, Calvin yeah. takes a turn in that, too. Yeah. Man. It's, but does, does anybody else that matters uh, come back? No, no. Justin Anna Ferris, Justin Long, cameo. cameo. Okay. At the end. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds isn't in it at all. He's no. not in it, no. Yeah. So, no, I have not seen Stoic. But it's Waiting, funny. the original, was... It's really not worth it. Yeah, just... Waiting is fine. Yeah, like, it ends like it, it, yeah. the movie ends. It's got a good ending. They close the they close the door. It's great. Although I do have one um, slight bit of confusion. Is I, it about the game? <laughs> no, no, the game's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, at the end, so so vain. It's so vain. <laughs> We're introduced to the characters at the party at the house party. Yes, yes, and they all fall asleep. In bedrooms at that house, we are under the assumption that they kind of all rent rent the house, aren't we? Or should never thought about somebody's it. house that they party at. Yes. Okay, because well, they all have bedrooms at the house. Okay. At the end of the movie, he comes in. Justin Long comes in, goes to what we assume is his room because it's the same room he wakes up in before his shift. Starts putting his stuff down, and then goes through his like life changing. Oh, I quit and this, that, and the other thing, and then. He leaves. He picks up his book bag and walks out the front door as if he's like, le- like, leaving. It's his house, man. It was a weird. It was weird. Like they did that. Like he's gone to Taco Bell. Eh, I guess perhaps. But well, they, it's just the way change. that it's the way that the the movie like Not the movie's in this world. framed. <laughs> it's the way that the movie's framed. It's like he's doing the symbolic walking away and like leaving. Yeah, he's doing the Breakfast Club. Yeah, exactly. don't you forget about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, I mean, still, that movie's great. It was so good. I never worked in that type of um, that type of food industry. I did. Yeah, like I was never a waiter. I, I worked from dining services at college, but we didn't wait tables. Um, I waited tables, but it was Applebee's, so I don't think it. Well, I guess it. No, it's, it's kind of insane. close. Shenanigans is like Applebee's. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it was not as fun as waiting lead you to believe. Yeah. It's mostly people sitting at the table at like one in the morning when you just want to go home and they won't leave, so you can't leave. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when they do that that moment before everybody like leaves. The when they're right asshole. Yeah. yeah, like when everybody's like looking at it like five minutes to eleven thirty and that I remember Josh. even in my dining services it was the same thing. People would show up. It would be I'm not shitting you, it would be eight fifty like the dining hall would close at nine. It'd be 8.58 and somebody would fucking walk in. I'd be like, you motherfuckers are literally stopping me from going to my party for an hour. Easily an hour. My only experience with this is on workout models on Christmas Eve. 
we closed at 11 o'clock and somebody walked in at 10.55. I'm fucking And we have a full staff because it's Christmas Eve. And I was two feet away from these shoppers with my arms crossed the entire time trying to make them feel super uncomfortable. So Did it work? Leave. Um, Did it work? They were annoyed and they wanted to talk to the manager. My manager's like, it's Christmas Eve, guys. Do you not make the <laughs> announcements? Be like, we're closing in five minutes, so bring your final purchases up to the register. Yeah, but well, we're not going to physically remove somebody from the premises. Yeah, yeah. but... If somebody walks in... And I mean, I know that. Sir, oh. we're closing in five minutes. Yeah, okay. I've also worked retail. I keep, get it. Keep going yeah. in the store. I hate that one. I, I hate the... Uh, so, to, to set up for the, the barbecue I had yesterday, me and Pam went to Sam's Club on Monday... To pick up, like, the burgers and the dogs and all that. And Sam's Club closes at 8.30. And we're, we get there at 7.45-ish. So at 8.15, they make the announcement. And Pam starts, like, thinking about, like, going back to, like, the beginning of, like, our, like, loop to, like, make one more pass to see if we've got anything. I was like, Pam, it is almost 8.30. I will be damned if we're not in line and checking out by 8.20. Like, this is not happening. You're not being these people. I'm not going to be that person. Anyways, that was my very long list of things I've been watching. Auntie Joe's pretty short list of things he's been watching. I still can't wait to hear it, though. I can't wait to tell you. I watched my former favorite movie. I finally made Veronica watch that. Do you guys know what it is? I feel like you should know what it is. I feel like we should, but I can't. Jaws 2. <laughs> wow. I don't really what know. a dick. Give the man some respect. <laughs> Jesus. No. It's Jaws 3. <laughs> I, I know... Into the Spider-Verse has supplanted it. It has supplanted it, yes. But My pre-Into the Spider-Verse favorite movie was Moneyball. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. What did Veronica think of Moneyball? I feel like she was okay with it. Like, she paid attention to the entire time, which was nice. She asked a couple of questions because she didn't know anything about baseball. Good. Those are both good things to have when you're trying to introduce It was really hot somebody. in my room, so it was really uncomfortable, because, like, the air conditioning is too loud Ugh. to watch a movie during, so you have to take breaks and then turn the AC on and let it run for a little bit and shut it try off. To cool, try to yeah. cool off the room. And These then, things happen. Yeah. My not-a-sports fan wife tolerates Moneyball as well. It's such a good movie. Like, you really don't need to know that much about baseball. It's just a compelling story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the world they're in you don't have to care about. You just got to care about how they're going about things. Yeah. Yeah. Got to care about Billy Bean and the team. And I feel like the movie does a great job doing that. I know Aaron Sorgan didn't do most of that movie, but no. he contributed to help make it great. Sure did. Phenomenal movie. And the other movie I watched is a great flick. I wouldn't call it a phenomenal movie, but it's a great watch. I saw it once in theaters. Central Intelligence. Nice. <laughs> it's so much funnier than I remember it being. Kevin Hart has... I'm not a big fan of Kevin Hart's movies most of the time, but he has some really good lines in this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's incredible in this movie. He does such a good acting job of being this grown, jacked man who is also the biggest dork in the entire world. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never seen it, so you I You should watch it. Yeah, it's very fine. It's very good. I think it's on the DVR currently, so maybe I'll good. throw that Convince on. Convince your FIL to watch it with you. I feel like I just watched an Aaron Sorkin movie that wasn't on my list because I forgot Molly's it. Game is an Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Molly's Game, Social Network. No. Molly's Game, he actually directed. Aaron yeah, Sorkin. that was the only movie he actually directed. A Few Good Men. No. West Wing, the show. Newsroom, the show. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I might, I'm probably just thinking Molly's Game. And that's pretty much what I've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Spider-Man Far From Home. It's only been like a half hour. It's fine. Oh, quarter after nine, roughly. 
Right. Yeah. Mine twice. Spider-Man Far From Home came out this year, 2019. We all saw it within the last two days. Sure did. Last two hours? Well, we didn't all see it within the last two hours. It's true. It's rated PG-13. It's rated... Uh, nope. It's rated PG-13, and it, its runtime is two hours and nine minutes. It's directed by John Watts. I believe he did Homecoming. I don't know what else he did. It stars Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, Zendaya, Colby Smulders, John Favreau, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jacob Batalon, Martin Starr, J.B. Smoove, and Marissa Tomei. Budgeted at a surprisingly reasonable $160 million. It's sad that that's reasonable now, but compared to everything else. Gotta be at least half that now, if not... Yeah. So far it's grossed $309 million, and this is like two days after this came out. How much domestic? $91 million. Wow. It, it, guys, take into consideration that right now is when the Friday movie rush is happening. Yeah, like this is... Oh. Normally this is the day that this movie would be getting most of its first viewings. Yes. It's 4th of July week, yeah. so I feel Wednesday night was the big one for this. I think it came out Tuesday night, didn't it? It, it came out Tuesday night. Yeah. Wednesday night, uh, everyone had off from work yeah, Wednesday, yeah. so... Thursday was surprised. I went on 4th of July. It was surprisingly crowded. I have a strong feeling that it's only going to get crazier this weekend. It's going to make a ton of money oh, this absolutely. weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to it's going to be probably at the domestically probably one fifty at least. I'd say that. That's where I was tracking that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the scores for the movie, how it's being reviewed, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a ninety two percent certified fresh. Within. I like how the fireworks emphasize. Yeah, that. we're not escaping that tonight. No. Sorry, guys. Just, just ignoring it. Don't even mention it. <laughs> they won't even hear it. Audience score of 97%. They said, screw you, critics. Five more. IMDb, 8.2 out of 10. Metacritic, 69, dudes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> User score of 8.2 on there. Those are the movie facts. Now we're going to give you our general thoughts, which, as always, are spoiler-free. Hey, Corey, going first. I was... Super apprehensive going into this movie for two things. One, I was worried that they were going to overuse Happy based on the trailers. Two, I was really concerned with what they were going to do with a very well-known villain in Mysterio. Because nothing that we were given let us... Like, it was just an interesting choice the way that they framed everything. Um... Walking out, I was like, well, those two things got squashed almost immediately. And this movie is just fucking awesome. It is a ton of fun. I enjoyed this thing from start to finish. Sequel you. I gotta echo Corey's sentiments, man. This movie is great. Um, it's definitely a lighter tone than Endgame. Which, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp had to be a lighter tone after Infinity War. But I feel... They do a great job with the tone as well as the acting and chemistry involved. And I just love Tom Holland. He is so freaking good at this. He's a, he's infectious. Yeah. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I've been on a pretty huge Spider-Man kick since Spider-Verse happened. So I was noticeably, not noticeably, understandably pretty excited to see this movie. I think it delivers. It's really good. It's really good. I have a tiny issue with Spider-Man, but we'll get to that in spoilers. But otherwise, it's yeah, it's, it's a great summer blockbuster. It's, 
it's not low stakes. It doesn't feel low stakes, but it's it's really solid. I would definitely recommend. And from here on out, we're going to be spoiling Spider-Man Far From Home if you haven't seen it yet, which is a real possibility, especially considering how early this is coming out for us. <laughs> I would stop now and come back after you've seen it because we're going to let you know all the details of things that happen in it, starting right now. We constantly have the discussion, both on and off the air, about the other Spider-Men and at least as far as live action is concerned, each of those two Spider-Men had a thing, right? So Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, but not a good Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker, but not necessarily a great Spider-Man. Tom Holland is probably, or at least in my opinion, the most well-rounded character. I think he plays an amazing Peter Parker, and I think he plays an awesome Spider-Man. I think he just does both so freaking well. I think a Spider-Man needs work. Okay. Perfectly fine with it. I think it's the best live action Spider Man we've ever gotten, yeah. and I don't think you're going to pass it. I, it's. When you say Spider Man needs work, is that comic wise or what are you comparing it to? Basically, he doesn't do any Spider Man quips. That's what Peter Parker does as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He just sounds like. He, granted, he's 16 years old. So I'm hoping as the movies progress and Peter Parker actually gets to progress in age that he'll start being like that, but he just sounds like a scared kid most of the time, which I get. Mm-hmm. I f- totally understand that, but I want him to have that Spider-Man attitude. He's not quite there yet, and it's not his fault. It's the writing of the movie. Fair. I think also they're leaving his quippiness on the cutting room floor, because we didn't get the cop scene that we got in the trailer. Yeah! That blew my mind. I'm trying to remember the cop scene. He is in oh, the Iron Spider that? suit. He just knocks out the villains. Oh, yeah, the right. Cops yeah, yeah. Are you going to be the next Iron Man? Got to do your Damn, job. I'm too busy doing do your, your job. job. Yeah, we did. We we missed that. Yeah, that that would have. That's the that's the Spider Man yep. I want to see. Yeah, that's fair. He'll there's, get there. I'm pretty sure he will. They know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but just I would like to see more of that. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of decent quips in here, but none of them are when he's in the Spider Suit. Yeah. Right now, since he's still new at this, I know it's his fourth appearance as Spider Man. He feels young. I like his. I'm going to call it rookie vulnerability. Like, you can see in his face things yeah, he, still affect him, yeah. it gets to him. And he's yeah. learning on the job. There's, I really appreciate that. There's um, there's a moment when he um, when he's on the plane, and the look in his eyes, like, his eyes are just cutting into my soul. That was when he's, like, hanging his head? Yeah, like, yeah. After, after happy, after, he stitches them up? Exactly. Like, yeah. that, that moment... That's a like, great moment. His like his eyes are like you can't look at anything else other than like the eyes and like you see like pain and confusion and disappointment in himself and it's like he has to live up to it, it's almost like a curse because Tony straight up said I want you to be better and those words are sticking with him to such an extent. He's feeling so much pressure about it. Yeah. When Nick Fury's laying into him, and all you see is his eyes, because he's wearing the yeah, black Spider-Man. Same he's thing. welling up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it happens a couple times where they focus in on his eyes, and how great Tom Holland is at, at letting his eyes well up, and you can see the emotion in him. It's, it's just incredible. I do think in between takes, someone's like squirting lemon juice or like holding an onion near. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, not the lemon juice part, but the onion is, I guess, acceptable. So. Or they could have put drops in his eyes, I guess. That would be more humane. <laughs> <laughs> He's an actor. They don't get humane treatment. 
Um, Not for that paycheck. I love MJ. Oh my god, she's so great. She's pretty great. Fuck, she's amazing. That that her not not even just as MJ Zendaya is fucking awesome. I believe they're dating in real life. And uh, I really hope they make it. Yeah, me too. Are they really? I'm rooting so hard for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll ship that. I'll, I'll be behind. Them. I don't give a crap about celebrity dating at all. This one, I don't either. I'm in their corner. There's just there's just a, chem- a, a those crazy kids can't make it. Who can? Yeah, for real. There's um. Yeah, there's just def- definitely a chemistry there that just seems authentic, so it would make sense. Um, I might be wrong about this. Hold on. But she... Nope. Oh, they're not dating. Oh. Um, you broke everyone's heart collectively right now, Siegel. <laughs> All of America. It was a rumor that they were dating, but they've denied it or something. Sounds like something people who are dating would say. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Jury's out. Back on. It we're back be, on. It could be. It could be not. Let's let, let them live their lives. All right? There's nothing to pry. Oh, anyways, Zendaya, like, both of the Spider-Man movies, The Greatest Showman, she's great in that. I'm super excited to start watching Euphoria on HBO for the exact same reason. Like, I am a huge fan of her. She has yet to give me a performance that I wasn't like, this girl's got got the chops. So it's nice. It, it was just good to see that she, like, lived up to it. People know? were upset at the end of Homecoming with that reveal that she is MJ. And it's very, like, true to the comics. Like, I was reading something by uh, Hector Navarro that, in the comics, for quite a few issues, you don't see MJ's face. It's a blind date that Aunt May sets Peter up with that he keeps avoiding. (laughs) And then it's revealed that she's, like, beautiful. And it's... So, cinematically, the fact that she's not revealed to be MJ to the very end of the movie, like, kind of ties in. Yeah, I feel that's that's how you would do it in 20... 17 that come out or 18 I think it's 2017 2017 it's also just the way that they're they they make the relationship flow in this is really interesting I like the fact that she's kind of playing the whatever too cool for too school. cool for this but that she's not too cool <laughs> for she's not cause she's a crazy teenager yeah it's to, she's also in the in my head I saw this twice um the second time, I'm running through who is the funniest character in the movie, and I have like four or five different answers for funniest character in the movie. She's definitely up there. Her jokes definitely hit. Yeah. They deliver. It's probably JB Smooth, though. <laughs> JB Smooth is so <laughs> fucking <laughs> great. He's so fucking funny. I'll take shift three. I'm taking an <laughs> Being a man of science, which is. <laughs> when he first puts on Edith. Well, like when he first starts interacting with Edith, and he's like, "There, all like the pop-ups are happening." Yeah, what for people? History of witchcraft. Yes, yeah. Edith is the software that uh, Tony leaves to Peter. Peter. Yep. So it's, it's pretty much Tony Stark's glasses. Peter can look through them and access people's phones and yeah. a whole bunch of other protocols and technology. Think the scene. A whole bunch of Dark Knight stuff. Yeah, or pretty even much. even um, when he walks out of. Um, Bleecker Street in Infinity War. He's yeah. got the sunglasses on, he yeah. like taps his sides and starts talking to Friday. Yeah. It's just now instead of Friday, it's it's Edith. Which stands for even in death Even Dead. Even Dead, I'm the, the hero. hero. Yeah. Great acronym. Uh, yeah, and if you look at people's phones for the scene when he first puts puts it on, you can see Brad is Googling romantic places in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. That's so good. 
I like the 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 uh, they address the blip, right? The blip is what they're referring to as the snap because people weren't present for the snap. So people that disappeared then reappeared five years later. I like that we have footage of that. I like that there's a blip support group because mm-hmm. this is all efforts that we would have to take out of society that's if like, this actually That's very true. Happened. Yeah, all those people are homeless. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I think someone else lives in their house now. Exactly, and that was the thing, right? So they have. The snap, and then at the start of Endgame, you've got the support groups for survivors. Survivors of the the decimation is what they call it in the universe. And now the blip is what they're calling when everybody gets brought back. I I really, I agree. I love the way they handle it. I loved the basketball footage. Of the marching band disappearing and reappearing. Yeah. Outstanding. Phenomenal. And then... That whole scene, too, that... In memoriam by the uh, by the school news yes. leading into that. So Betty is the one anchor. Oh, anchor? I said wanker. I think. I no, I think it's an anchor. I think you said anchor. All right. Felt like wanker. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving it all. Um, the other anchor. Yes. I forgot the character's name. It's not important because he's not really. It's the guy from Bumblebee. Is it? That's is the it? male lead from Bumblebee. Oh shit! I'm kind of upset he was on the class trip because I really like him. Well, the reason yeah. he's not on the class trip is because his younger brother Brad is older than, is older than him, so he gets to go on the yes. trip. But I don't think that's his brother. He mentions his brother is older than him, and they no, use they Brad said, as an example. It's a, his last name's yeah, not. I don't think it's not the same. Yeah, oh, I thought they. I thought they yeah. said it's like my brother Brad. Well, he said my brother's totally older than me now. It's weird. Oh, okay. My younger brother's older. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because they're like, you know, guys like Brad, aged five years. And then he brings up, okay, got you. Mr. Harrington saying that his wife left him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she pretended to blip out. So we had a fake what funeral. Was, what was the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> He's outstanding too. He's good. Yeah, Martin Star's really good. Perfume allergies are serious business. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that was crazy. Uh, he's a contender for funniest guy in the movie. Yeah, the teachers yeah, are definitely, yeah, definitely. The teachers are great. She's awesome in it. Um, Dark Horse, Jake Gyllenhaal. Very funny. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. He's very funny. His acting in this, I feel, is better than everyone else's. Here's he's, why. He's phenomenal in this. When he, before the reveal, and I'm putting reveal in air quotes, because... Because we all kind of knew it was coming. Yes. That was honestly my thing. Was, I, I, I honestly wasn't sure if they were just going to rewrite Mysterio to be a good guy in this universe. I was like, what the what I was thinking was possible okay. was they were going to keep him good in this movie, and then later down the line he was. Yeah, so, that. but good work by the trailer yeah. putting down people's mind. But everyone had an inkling that yeah. he was going to. At some point, it's going to be bad. You don't know who Mysterio right? is, and then you had no idea. Exactly. Yeah. So when he is Mysterio, and it's before the reveal, and he has to act the hero, he is so corny and so of uh, like. How somebody who's acting like a hero would act, like, I'm doing something I should have done before. Oh, or like, yes. I'm not going to let you, you took my family. Like, it's like so bad, but he has to be bad. You know what I mean? That, that he's on so many levels. It works perfectly. It's so great. Because later when you find out there's people literally writing his lines for him. Yeah. Right. And I think it's the incredible. Thing is, the thing is, it's like, um, he's doing what, well, him and his team are literally doing what they think these people are saying, right? Because they don't have any actual clue about, like, the dialogue between Cap and Iron Man in Sokovia. Like, they don't have that. So they have to be like, well, I guess if I was a hero, this is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, acting heroic. Yes. And it's 
great. Yeah. yeah. And then when he's like, then the re- reveal happens, and you find out his backstory, perfect. Absolutely perfect. That was one of the coolest things. Like, it, it, like that's cool. That they brought the guy from Iron Man One back. Yeah, they brought the guy from Iron Man One like back. That was, this was planted so far. <laughs> Either that, or they were just in a writing room, and be like, "Let's let's get this guy back." With this being? Probably. He's a great villain. Mysterio is. is a great villain. Mysterio as a villain is great. Yeah. Like even in like comic lore, like I. Enjoy Mysterio. Oh yeah, he's, he's responsible for so many huge things. He's why all the X Men die. Yeah, he's awesome. So, and the fact that he was able to live up to it in this makes me happy. It's interesting that they went back to the realism angle. I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I'm not saying it's a good choice. I'm saying it's an interesting choice. What do you mean went back to it? So yeah, I'm confused also. Not to bring up a movie that's not necessarily great, but Iron Man three, they make the Mandarin a human. They make the Mandarin a regular guy, right? Since Iron Man 3, they've introduced more and more characters that are mystical or magical or unbelievable, that they've set it up so that you can have an actual human with Mysterio's powers. So you're talking about like real world villain versus cosmic villain. Essentially, right? Or not super powered villain. Or yeah, or not super powered villain. Um... So to make Mysterio, who in the comics actually has the ability to make people see things, to make it just so that it's a bunch of tech throwing illusions, is an interesting choice. I don't think it was a bad choice necessarily. I love it. I just think it's an interesting choice. It makes more sense for this because otherwise he's really OP. This one, you can take out the drones and he's still just a dude. He's a genius and he's a great planner. He's yeah. got a ton of contingencies, but I think it works better the way they did it. Yes, that's yeah. fair. I, I, I can totally see an argument where it works better. I, again, I just think, interesting choice, because since Doctor Strange exists in this universe, and we know Doctor Strange exists, like when I'm looking at him initially, like when we first start seeing him, it looks like he's just... In he's just a magic user like Doctor Strange is, just from a different universe. Like I bought that. I was just kind of like, oh, he must be what essentially like his planet, his Earth's Doctor Strange. I the, like the green triangles that kind of float all over the place. I didn't buy the multiverse going into it. I did, but as yeah. the movie progressed, when they said it, I'm like, there's no multiverse. <laughs> yeah, no, there wasn't. But I'm glad we got the six one six drop because that's, yes. that's the main Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So that was. That was for all those nerds out there. <laughs> yeah, that fit well. He was from 616, right? No. no. The universe that we're watching is 616. He was from like 833. 833? Yeah. You just saw it, so I'll believe it. I missed the numbers. I, I couldn't... I like. There's a lot There's a lot to you know keep track of. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too, is like, because I knew Mysterio is, the vil- like, is a villain. I assumed that he was going to eventually become the villain. So I spent the first like hour of this movie just waiting to like pick up on something that I missed that's like where is it happening is it the whole thing do you like somehow like find out who Spider-Man was knock him out and then wake him up into a world to get him like I just couldn't figure out that would have been a crazy mind fuck that would have been what was like like, if that was the whole thing like he thinks he went to Europe but he never actually went to Europe Whoa! The the clincher for me was people uh, would have been pissed about that one yeah for sure (laughs) the clincher for me is 
defeating the last elemental, or quote-unquote last elemental, the fire one in Prague, 45 minutes into the movie. So I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. the reveal is going to happen, like, in the next 10 minutes. Yes. I'm certain. Like, it was like, there's no big bed here, so clearly it's going to be Mysterio. That's, yeah. a, that's exactly what, as soon as they had to fight the, that last elemental, I was like, well, all right then, though, so this is, this is it. I thought the elementals looked okay. Like, yeah. They're supposed to be based on other Spider-Man villains. Yeah. Like Cyclone, Sandman, and then two other ones I don't remember. Molten Man, I Molten think, Man, is the fire one. Right. And then I forget who the air one is. No, the water one is. Big Geyser? Just kidding. That's a, <laughs> that's a company. It, it, you know what? For me, it just I just didn't care. They kind of feel like throwaway characters. They're not. They are throwaway. Yeah, and, and like, and then, and then, especially by the time the reveal hits, it's like, oh, I'm almost glad that they, they only look okay, because it's like well, they're not actually real, even in the universe. Yeah. So yes, who? no, exactly. Uh, it, it fit perfectly. Yeah. I had so many predictions going into this. Like, if Mysterio was Mystic, then I figure, okay, I think we're gonna get a Doctor Strange team up at some point. I expect him to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. I thought we're gonna get a Norman uh, Osborn Oscorp. That was a theory floating online that uh, oh, that Norman Osborn's gonna buy the old Avengers Tower in New York and make it the Oscorp headquarters, which would have been oh, pretty cool. badass. And it could still happen down the road. Yeah, and, and so building's... many things can still happen down the road. That yeah. building still exists in. MCU New York, so. and we, we see it in the um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the uh, Berlin dream sequence that mis- the illusion that mm. Mysterio puts on Spider Man. Corey, I thought of you instantly. That is freaking Arkham. That yes. is the, the Scarecrow yes. fear toxin. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, it was, it was so well done. It was. That's my one B favorite scene. <laughs> That is one of the best scenes in this movie. It easily one of the best scenes in this movie. When he changes Spider-Man's costume, and then the mirror illusions happen, where there's a bunch of Spider-Man, yeah. he has to fight them all. That's right out of the Arkham script. Yeah, it's oh, it was so freaking perfect. Yeah, it was such a, and it was so well done. It was crazy to me because it's like, as I'm watching it, and I'm seeing like the blue kind of come in, like the the blue illusion stuff that that kept coming in. The green? The gas, you mean? No. Not the gas. When the oh. illusion cuts out to real world and it's like blue flickering. Yes. Light. Oh, okay. And a bunch of the times in that scene, it would cut out to the blue to cha- just essentially change shape and come back into a different illusion. Um, There's multiple twists in that scene. Yeah. I kept being like, this is a, this is so cool because you're, you're seeing how they actually make most of this stuff happen in real life, too. Where it's essentially a very small area that they're running back and forth through, and they're changing the background by CGI yeah, CGIing. I was like, "This is motion cap." Yeah, it's like such a cool like like nod to the, it's the a movie behind. within a movie. Yeah, well, it's a nod to the people that make this stuff possible too, yeah. like letting us see what it almost looks like as they're going through the computer animations. So it's just really, really fun to see, and it was it was a mind fuck too. It was. Like, it, thank God! I don't, is this out in 3D? I have no idea. It's out in IMAX. I know it's out in IMAX. I don't know actually. I, I hope. I mean, even seeing it in it an is. IMAX, it is. it is. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking fathom watching this scene in 3D. It That's, would blow yeah. my fucking brain. It's, it's similar to the uh, Doctor Strange building bending inception yeah. type scene. Now I kind of want to see it in 3D. Fair enough. I might go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to see it again. There's 100 percent chance of that. 
that stretch, though, starting with Spider-Man arriving in Berlin and ending... With the bullet train? No, beyond the bullet train, ending with uh, him making his suit on the jet. Okay. As some of the best stretch of movie we've gotten... In a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the the climactic uh, battle scene in Endgame. I, I loved it. But this is like so many levels of... There's there's humor in it. There, it's just it's, it's so good. You guys really are so friendly. <laughs> oh, oh and, and the Netherlands? Yes. We gave you a shirt because you were cold. But him and Happy on the... On the plane is that's that's my favorite scene. Yeah, it's also mine. <sighs> so good. It's just the look in Happy's eyes when he sees him acting like Tony. Yes, mm-hmm. manipulating the the. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, because he looks. It's, it's exactly reminiscent. Obviously, the song that was. Yes. What it was supposed to invoke? Right. I love Led Zeppelin. That was so great because <laughs> you're like feeling like emotional in that moment, and that I love you, Led Zeppelin, like snaps you back in a good way. Yes. Right, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a genius. He's, he's just... the dumbest smart guy I know. There's a... Uh, yeah. One of the things I thought going... Like, leaving the theater for this was that... It did an incredible job at... Closing... Like, giving us closure... And opening a whole new world of possibilities. Like, this movie did that... It, like, that's what you hope out of this movie that ends phase three. And essentially... Opens phase four. Opens phase four is that you need... We got the closure that we needed out of, out of really, the Tony Stark arc. Like, like we got to really say one more good... But, like, one last goodbye to... You have to say one last goodbye to Tony. Spider-Man recovers. I want to call it PTSD. Yeah, because he, fair. He, he be, he's back to normal. Survivor's guilt, even? Yeah. I mean, it could be even, like... Yeah, I think that's part of what he's feeling, too. It's, it's survivor's mostly guilt. just loss. Yeah. I was like a father figure. Loss and gone. anxiety, yeah. pressure. And he, I his mean... His Peter Tingle was offline. His Peter Tingle is offline. That was such a... I was kind of upset they never changed it to Spidey sense. sense. They just kept calling it Peter Tingle. I wish... Like, this I, was a joke, I get it. But. I like it in the moment. I don't want it to continue. Yeah. I think, I think that there is like... They miss an opportunity with like the... Mom, stop, you're embarrassing me. May, it's called the Spidey Sense. Hey, it's, it's a Spidey Sense, God. Like, they like they missed that opportunity. Yeah. But but that's, like, part yeah. of his Tom Holland's charm of Spider-Man. It's the writing as well. It's He doesn't overtly call out common Spider-Man tropes. Like, in his first appearance in Civil War, he doesn't say, with great power comes great responsibility. He says, if you have the ability to do something, you have... He says it in a different way. Yeah. And that, that's the writing because they're like we're, people are sick of hearing this exactly so like we can't give them this don't you dare finish that sentence we so, also can't show you Uncle Ben dying again we can't do he it he had Ben's briefcase though that was a cool thing not yeah. briefcase suitcase the initial oh did it say B? BFP oh shit I'm gonna assume it's Franklin I just want it to be I'm not sure if that's right I'm gonna go with yes okay and also like if he's trying to explain the Spidey sense to Happy, if he said it's my Spidey sense, how would you? What the hell is that? Yeah, what, what, what well, why, why, why does Peter Tingle make that any better? Because, because he had that conversation with May. The only reason he knows about the Peter Tingle is because he had that conversation. Well, that's what Happy well, brings it up. And also, like, yeah, you're going to use the Peter Tingle. Well, he's about him. to explain Spider sense, yeah. Spidey sense, but he doesn't have to. Because May's already happy, told him. Happy because, knows about it, right? But yeah. that's he, so Peter brings it up, but. but Happy says Peter Tingle. Yeah, yeah. I've got this thing that I do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah just watch to have like this other yeah. sense. 
Um, yes, but us as an audience, we know what the Spidey sense is. Yes, well, most of us that's, do. That's the, that's the joke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go uh, credits, because that's the yeah. number one takeaway. I am so excited for Phase 4. I don't know what's coming, but... Looks like the Kree's going to be involved pretty heavily. At least in some degree, yeah. But I'm talking about more about the Spider-Man being exposed. Things. Yes. Holy what shit. What the hell? That was a choice. That's like, great. I, I mean, he was really... In Civil War, he gets exposed. So, I mean, it's overdue, I guess. But I'm well, just curious where they go with this. Exposed. Like, he gets revealed his identity. He reveals his identity, I think, in Civil War. Not to in the me. comics. Not to the, oh, oh, in the uh, comics. Oh, okay. To the public, okay. I think. Yes. Yeah, not the movie. No, no, no. But, yeah, so I'm really curious to see where they go with this because they were setting him up to be the new Tony Stark and potentially one of the new leaders of the Avengers. Now we can't do that because the world is going to hate him yes. and know who he is. Because everybody loves Mysterio. Yes. Because of the PR How movie. do they work around? What's their plan now? I'm so confused, but so happy to anticipate it. Yeah, yeah. He might stand trial. Yeah. Like, like, that, that could be And a he's thing. a minor. Yeah, and his whole... it's. it's Again, another online theory that I'm in love with and I really hope to be the case is he gets represented by Matt Murdock. Yes. <laughs> that would be incredible. Matt Murdock would be able sense. to hear his heartbeat and know that he's telling the truth uh-huh. and we are good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's in the fucking city, man. He's in Hell's Kitchen. He Matt Murdock <laughs> is legitimately about 25 blocks from where Spider-Man finds out. Because Spider-Man is in Penn Station. I don't know if anybody knows that, but he's on, he's on the corner of 8th and 33rd. Yeah, Penn the, Station. the uh, board is... The MSG board. Yes. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Outstanding. Great. Great. Loved it. Got the biggest chair of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Only person to ever recur a role, not he's MCU and MCU. Fucking built for that role. He's the only person I could ever see playing that. <laughs> Granted, he can't forever, but... For now, he can. Totally great. 100% of And... And to have J. Jonah Jameson in this world be essentially the InfoWars. Has anybody ever watched InfoWars? No. Or like any clips of InfoWars? No. Um, whoever that fucking nut job that runs InfoWars is, um, when he, like, that's what his video looks like, except it's like a different color palette, but like with like the essentially three rows, one's kind of going up, the other two are going down. He's spouting all conspiracy theory nonsense. What are you going to say? Sorry. It, it's just, it, they literally, like, that's, anybody who's got their finger on the pulse of crazy political figures knows, like, that's exactly what this is. And in the MCU world, J. Jonah Jameson would be that guy. It's exactly what he would be doing. Perfect. Yeah. What's funny is I've been playing a lot of the Spider-Man PS4 game, yep. and in that, he has, like, basically a podcast or radio show that you listen to, where J. Jonah Jameson is performing the exact role that he's performing in this movie. And I've been playing that movie Unlocking Suits. The Night Monkey suit is one of the suits in that game. That's it's not great. called that, but I'm like, that's in the game! That's in the game! <laughs> um, it was so great. Does J.K. Simmons do the, probably the voice for the video? No, I don't, okay. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I will look that up. I was, uh, me and Corey were talking about this before. Having that as a mid credit scene is kind of cheating, because it's, it's really the true end of the movie. It's, it's a continuation of the final scene. Like, you could totally just have a post credit scene, not include a mid credit scene, just make that the end of the movie. It's like they wanted the movie... Uh, yeah. It's like they just want you to wait around. It's pretty <laughs> much it. And, like, and you know what? They want the... Like, 
Because that's a really major plot point. It if, is, and that's exactly it, it. If you got up and left like an idiot... People do that. They yeah. don't know. Well, they didn't like it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This is your first MCU movie, and you didn't stay. Or even, or even if you had stayed all the way through the end of Endgame... And you're like, oh shit, I didn't get a mid or a post? Well, I they're guess done they're these. done with them. I don't, you left. I, I don't think I would have either way, well, but... Plenty of people that have seen Endgame, and just talking to them, they've seen about half of the MCU movies. They just don't know to wait to the end of the credits, because they don't do their research like we do. They don't watch, like, YouTube videos about this stuff. Like, yeah. they're not just not that into it. They just like it because they're good movies. That's fair. So, like... I don't know. I think you should have put that at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, you should. It's, it's like they wanted they wanted to leave it. It's too major. It is too major. But they wanted to leave it with the happy ending of him and MJ being a couple, which I, I get. But you can't leave that that carrot on a stick. Like you got to give us that. Like that's at the end of the day, that's one of the biggest plot points of the whole fucking movie. It's most people's biggest takeaway, right? Yeah. I mean. That's the reason I saw this when I did, because I had actually bought my ticket a month ago for Saturday, and people at work wound up seeing it on Tuesday night, and just the way they were talking about it, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to survive a spoiler-free 4th of July, Thursday and Friday. (laughs) You wonder what fun happened to me? Ready for this nonsense? Oh, no. So, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I get to... And I'm like, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. I'm just going to scroll past it. Top fucking comment. Top fucking comment. Didn't even get hidden on my regular goddamn news feed. Says, I'm just really upset that he killed another good MCU villain. I was like, motherfucker. It's possible he's not dead. It's possible he's not dead. But he's probably dead. But I think he's dead. I want him to be dead. Could you imagine if that was... It kills a lot of interesting possibilities, but at the also closure... And plus, Edith not being an idiot or lying. You got Spider-Man possibly on trial for murder at this yeah. point. I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's that's the point. That's the plot I want to go forward with. Yeah, but here's my thing. It, it, I think the only issue is that I feel like it's a really, really quick trial. Because he's going to put Edith on and be like, Hey, Edith, can you play back the end you, of that? Can you use an AI as a witness? They, no, because murder it, trial? you don't need the AI. I'm you gonna, need the I'm video. Gonna, uh, you need the video footage from one of the drones. Oh, uh, maybe. Right, but then again, you know, there's video of him using, saying that he's using Stark technology to cause a lot of damage and commit a murder, and then he's going to use Stark technology, Stark technology to exonerate himself. Mm. That would be my argument. It's true. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they're going to go. He might just. Get taken away by the sword, I guess, because we have to talk about the post credit scene. Yeah. Because the Nick Fury and Maria Hill that we get throughout the movie are the scrolls. 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 Marvel. Yep. They're Ben Mendelssohn and the other And his meat. Yes. <laughs> um I like that because if we didn't get that, I was gonna say, Wow, Nick Fury's a dick, I hate him. Yeah, Nick Fury is kind of a fish out of water in this movie. He's not really behaving like Nick Fury, which totally makes sense because he's not, not Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yes. I love that aspect. And I'm pretty sure the scroll's only mission was to deliver the Edith technology while Nick Fury can just relax and do whatever the hell he yeah. was doing. And then the events of this played out and he had to I don't know they checked in once or twice when things escalated. He's gonna, yeah, or he's gonna come back down and be like, the 
fuck happened here? What the? And then, you know, he can't say it. Or he can once. So everyone's speculating that this is S.W.O.R.D., right? That's the space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comics. Could be. Yes. That would make sense. We'll get cool stuff like Nova. And we're going to get a uh, a more cosmic phase four. Yeah. The Eternals, another Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. I'm so pumped to hear the slate be announced at Comic-Con. Yes. It is, it, it is confirmed that they're going to reveal the slate? They're the only shot. I can't down. imagine they won't. If they, they don't, huge upset. Yeah. They weren't until everyone else pulled out. Dude, now nobody's going to Comic-Con. Yeah, Star Wars like, isn't going. Like, nothing is going. None of the big... Uh, well, again, because they have... The what, D23 or whatever the hell it's called. In but why Christ. wouldn't... Mar- Marvel's technically under the same umbrella too, so why wouldn't Marvel have because to Because DC pulled out. So they figured, okay, we can announce our slate now. Yeah, I guess we're, so. we're, the, only, we're the only show in town, like you said. And you're so. beating DC to the table. So, I mean... It's crazy. Plus, well, Comic-Con's still huge. Yeah. Does DC know what the hell they're going to do? No. No, they don't. They might not. They're going to make the Batman movies and then... Flash got a new director. Birds of Prey has gotten a casting. Birds of Prey is... Gonna happen. Suicide Squad is a weird thing that's gonna happen. And uh, Flash got another director, and Ezra Miller's back in again. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to see that. Nope. Really. I just want them to start over again. I don't want them to have a joint universe. Just make movies. Just do what that's you fine. do well. Yeah, we're just, just movies. Yeah, stop trying to be MCU. You got your own thing going. They work out well most of the time. Just do that. I'm perfectly fine with the X-Men not being included in the MCU and just them making separate movies. I'm also fine with that. As long as they make good ones. Yeah. That's it. They're good. Have a separate universe. I'm fine with it. Everything does not have to be connected. And the thing is, like, we've gotten, like, we've gotten this, what is now going it on, 11... Yeah, of course. Because they can. They, they've proven... There's proof of the pudding that you can make it and you can make it successful and all that. So they're going to do it again. Or they could do it like how they did Defenders. Everybody gets their own original stuff, oh, yeah. individual stuff, and then they have one crossover part. And then they go back about their business. Yeah. Like, we call in the X-Men for this time. Right. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. If anyone can do it, it's them. Yeah. They've proven they yeah, a pretty good track record. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone else, not so much. But I'm fine if they decide against it. Like, I, whatever they want to do. I just want more X-Men movies. That's all I want. That's fair. And maybe to see Fantastic Four done correctly. One time. Yeah. Just one time. Good luck. Uh, I'm they s- can do it. They can do it. Joe Krasinski, I'm done. Done. Touche. Already likable. <laughs> so, I love the fact that he ran out of web. Yeah, yes. That was cool. Outstanding. Really cool. Although, also slightly problematic. I'm like, bro, you were on the ship. You didn't think to pack a couple more. We fired a lot of webs. Oh, I'm not saying he didn't, but he didn't think to, like, throw on, like, one or two more, and it was, like, a little... Time constraint. I guess. He wasn't even going to bring the suit. Oh, my God. I actually enjoyed the new spider suit. I thought it was pretty good. I love every spider suit we got. Yep. Yes, they're all pretty great. I'm kind of pissed the uh, jet got blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, that was a cool thing for him to have access to. I hope there are other jets like that one. Otherwise, sure Damn. He could make spider suits on the fly. Yeah. Shit. Adapt them to his enemies. Yeah. Which I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised. Okay. I'm surprised there wasn't some kind of stuff he could make material for like the eyes out of that would be immune to the illusions or something. Some kind of weird tech thing that wouldn't make him freak out. Granted, we wouldn't get the Peter Tingle usage. Maybe but. if he had more time. Yeah. Uh, see, here's the thing. I don't think he needed... So yes, he used 
the Spider Sense last Peter Tingle when he had to run down that hallway. Because he closed his eyes and did the whole badass, yeah. so I'm going to do this Daredevil style blind. Yep. But I think the one time that we actually got real Spidey Sense Peter Tingle is when he took, when he caught the bullet. Or he grabbed the, the gun. Grabbed right, the gun. Yeah, grabbed the gun. Grabbed the gun and did it. I think that's, that's... He was doing it the whole scene. He was sensing where the drones are yes. and destroying them. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, could have closed your eyes and just memorized what, what was where. That's pretty impressive. Of course. Like, but... really impressive. <laughs> Plus they move. A great part prior to that, prior to him getting on the bridge, it's not really a bridge, what is the that? The London Tower? Yeah, the, above, there's a bridge and then there's the walkway. Yeah. Where he yeah, gets on the walkway or whatever. He's out of web and he rigs the MacGyver's that thing that's going to propel him up with a concussive blast and... He's got the big shield thing. Oh, the, the, the side. Yeah. But like, you can't see his face, but with his physical acting... This could be 100% CGI, but this is really well done. He's apprehensive about doing it. He kind of hesitates a little bit, and he has to gear up, and there's like a little bit of like a bounce to him before yeah. he actually does it. That is such a great, subtle detail. Yeah, like he's, really he's so unsure. He's like, I just hope this works. Go. Yeah. He also doesn't have... 100% and we And we don't... We, like, in his mind, he's like, I don't have a safety net. I don't have my web... Sl- I don't have anything left in the web slingers that can save my ass if, if this... If I zig when I should zag. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah, if he falls, he's kind of screwed. Yeah. Unless he can latch on to something Spider-style. One other thing I'd like to mention before we do favorite yeah. least favorite Please. is we are going to get, in the next Spider-Man movie, we are going to get a lot of Flash Thompson. That's my prediction. Because the end of Homecoming, you had the MJ reveal. Yeah. And it was really quick and subtle. And it left you going, oh, okay. And then she's a focal point of this movie. Yep. The end of this one, Flash oh, with the driver going to the driver. Mother couldn't make it. It's quick. It's a throwaway, but it's there for a reason. It's definitely there for a reason. It makes you feel for Flash. You know they become friends in the future. At yes, least we do. Flash uh, friends and frenemies, I guess, because they. Uh, I think they're actually friends. Yeah, but there's a whole um, hobgoblin subplot yeah. with Flash. Flash Thompson is Venom at some point too. Right? Everybody's venom at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Comics go deep. Is J.J. Jameson ever venom? <gasps> oh my god, storyline. That's, that's got incredible potential. That's got that a is. lot of potential. Ned Leeds is Hobgoblin, but how, I don't know how the hell they're ever going to pull that off. Ned? Like, Ned is supposed to be Hobgoblin or something? We don't know Ned's last name in this, this but Ned Leeds in the comic becomes Hobgoblin. Crazy. That would be... Fucking twist. Yeah. Well, could you imagine if that's the way they play it? He ends up getting close to Flash. Flash and him become really good friends. Ned feels left out. Ned okay. goes deep, deep into tech and like starts really working out. Gets self conscious. Works out a lot. Next thing you know, he's a thin buff hobgoblin. Ned and Betty, <laughs> phenomenal. This. Yeah. Like, I thought that was gonna get really annoying really fast, but it didn't. I think it's, it's actually since we're here, it's my least favorite part of the movie. Oh damn it, Joe. <laughs> Alright, I guess. I've, Does it even need to be there? I think there's a funny irony to him being like, we're going to be bachelors in Europe. Yes. And then immediately, not even getting to Europe, and then abandoning that concept entirely, and literally going out of his way to go against what he said. And yeah. then they've already broken up by the time the trip is over. Which is the best, best part! part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I don't. I don't dislike that part. I just. 
I'm I, not on board with the idea. I think it was. Like, I love that you could could the would the movie have been just as successful without it? Yes. yes. Am I perfectly fine and happy that it's there? Absolutely. Would you no. want to have seen a scene of Ned trying to hit on a European yes. and striking out? Absolutely not. I would have felt crushed for Ned. <laughs> Hold on. I'm Hold team on. Ned. I'm not saying I'm not team Ned, but that would have been fun. That would have been a fun little moment. Alright, hold on, hold on. What if they just push the Ned Becky Becky, is that her name? Betty. Betty? What if they push that so after he gets rejected by a European girl, there's this girl in this class that's been there all along. That's better. I don't know. I like it better. I like the fact that Peter's plan goes so horribly on the plane that it spawns a Betty-Ned relationship. And it, it for just, doing so almost the exact same thing that he yes. that had planned to be step one for him. It's kind of funny, but it's, I could have done without just it. Just the physical acting, too, know. of Ned's face when they touch hands. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> so, want to play Beast Slayers? No. You ever play any PC? No. We have like so much in common, <laughs> babe. <laughs> babe, the when he's <laughs> again, Edith's reading all the text for him. Miss you, miss, miss you more. more. They're sitting next to each yes. other. See his face. Oh. oh, um, I like that aspect of it. Oh yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a least yes. favorite part of this movie, but like my least, that's it. My least favorite part of this movie is something that they decided not to include in the movie, and I feel kind of bad about. Is it the cop scene? No, okay. it's not the cop scene. Edith's great and all. I really wanted Karen oh, to yeah. be in the movie. I miss, I miss Suit Lady. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she's pretty great. Jennifer Connelly did the voice, and I just expected to see her or get her, and we didn't. And I was like, huh. Because otherwise, like, I really don't have a lot of qualms with this movie at all, man. It's really, really good. Yeah. And I want I want Karen to be, like, a recurring AI for, for Spider-Man. Well, it could be his. Upset. His AI, yeah. you know? I mean... It's his own thing. Sure, he's got Edith now. I yeah, guess, but, that's fine, but... <sighs> she's no Karen. She's no Karen, she's man. She's no Karen. You always remember your first. <laughs> AI, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Least favorite. It's hard to come up with one. I guess for me, my least favorite is a little bit the um, the quickness, like how fast. Uh, what was his first name? Quinn. Quinn Beck. Quentin. 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 Um, or Mysterio. I'll just call him Mysterio. That's easier. Uh, a little bit how quickly Mysterio like turns into a crazy person. Like he was all hoorah. Let's go team, and then literally the next time you see him with his team, he's a psycho that's like willing to shoot all of them in like the head. Well, he's like, unstable. That's the whole point of life. Stuck. Get rid of him. Oh, I don't listen. Yes, it's just for me. Everybody's lucid sometimes. Everybody's lucid sometimes. You're right, but I mean, it's hard to pick anything else. I mean, it was just like, yeah. Plus, it's... that guy, the guy that he was threatening to shoot, is literally the mastermind. Behind setting it all up so that he can play the role. Nobody else can... It doesn't seem like anybody else can step in behind that computer and run it the way that he does. As great as William is, like, Quentin has a point half the time. Like, oh, he's like, why is my hand, like, going in and out? He's like, oh, it's a projector. We, we lost one of them. It's okay. No, that's not okay, man. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> isn't okay. And, the, and the, the fact that during um, Quentin's finest Avenger-type moment, as he calls it... 
Uh, he goes, why are some of my drones out of position? You probably hit a flock of birds or something, man. It's fine. Um, I'm going to check anyway. Like, William, check. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're fine. Everything's up. He's going to come back, right? Because he's the one that uploads that video. Yep. He's so, the one that leaks the video. Presumably he, com- he becomes the mastermind of something. <laughs> yes. So, having a drone to his head, I'm, I'll allow it. It's fair. Yeah, Again, you gotta fun. command that fear and yeah. respect. There are few, there are very few things that are wrong with this movie. So to pick something that I just thought it was a weaker, it was a weaker part. Like it, sure. I mean, I pick something that's not even there. Yeah. Like, Corey, this is how it feels to pick something as your least favorite and have the other two people fight you on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still okay with it. Good. Anything else, boys and girls? We got your favorites. Well, I did my favorite. Which is... Peter and Happy on the jet in the tulip field. It's also my favorite. But if I have to pick something else, as to not be different... Real quick with that scene, too. Yes. When Happy goes, what are you going to do? And then Peter stands up and says, I'm going to kick his ass. Uh, you're like pumped, and then again with the humor right there, it's like, no, what are you going to do? We've literally been hovering this field for 20 minutes. We've been hovering about a tool of field for the last 15 minutes. Um, that's a callback to the kick, kick his ass. Um, when he's talking with when Tony is talking to whoever is inside the suit during Civil War. When, about the Friday when he goes analyze the weaknesses. Yep, All right, yep. let's, let's go kick his ass. Yeah, okay. let's kick his ass. I think it's a common enough expression. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I'm giving it a callback. It's a callback. Give me a callback. Call when Mysterio is kicking the water monsters at. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my one B favorite is uh, before the Mysterio flip, quote unquote, mm-hmm. when he's being like the cool uncle to Tony Stark's like father, father figure. figure. Yep. In the bar. In, in the bar when he's on the sitting on the rooftop giving him advice. Like, I really wanted to, like, you really want to like Quentin Beck in those moments. You do, yeah. And that makes it, I mean, we know the turn is coming, but it still kind of sucks when you realize that he's not actually going to be Peter's cool friend. I'm like, damn it. He's just so good. He's so good at it. The minute, the minute that Peter overanalyzes the card and is trying to convince him Mysterio to take Edith, I was like, oh, fuck, here it is. This was the play all Oh, yeah, all no, all. yeah. Here it is. He's very careless with those glasses, though. <laughs> he's, on the floor. he's a little idiot. Like I say, he's a genius, but naive. he's he's naive. Too he's good, always giving out spoilers on talk shows. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Oh man, I can't wait for part three or the whatever continuation of this that we get. I'm super pumped for yeah. it. It's going to be. At least two years away. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> but I mean, it's going to be addressed in something else. Like, they're gonna, they're not going to not talk about this in any other movie until then. It depends. It really depends. Or they go all space. Or, you could go space. You could go Black Panther could take place at the same time as this. That might be how movies. the next yeah, yeah. Black, per, Black, Black Panther movie ends. Black Widow may take place. in the 90s, I've heard. I've heard it's the five-year... Oh, it's happening in the five-year yeah. period? I mean, Black oh, Widow has cool. to happen before Endgame. Right. Oh, yeah, duh. Fuck mine. Although she's not... No, she's not. She's not. We got the in-memoriam. <laughs> Spoilers uh, for Endgame, sorry. Do you think that in-memoriam scene was added because of the somewhat backlash that we didn't really get a cool uh, tribute? I guess. Because it was like a... It was an opening scene. That's a really easy thing to shoot 
Yeah, for on the front. They probably could have. What was the backlash for not getting it? Oh, the memoriam scene yeah. for her. And then okay. the newscasters, which could have also been added in post yep. really easily. Yeah, it's possible it was. The best part of that for me was the, the, the final picture you see is a candle fluttering, and you can read Getty Images. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Dan <laughs> immediately said, so good. <laughs> Getty Images. So good. Yeah. And the, oh, when I saw it on a Wednesday night, um, this, the Whitney Houston star starts playing it. The row behind me, teenage boys all start belting it out. Naturally. They were met with their friend. For like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Theater. Good. Yeah. Good. Fuck those kids. That's a ruining the moment. That's Corey, what's yours? Um, I'm going to have to be in the same boat saying that that moment that helicopter scene or helicopter that plane scene is incredible uh, so as no. a 1A 1A I'm going to do when he knock when he decides to knock on the door and ask MJ if she if they want to do the unscripted thing he almost Great. gets to knock on the door almost gets to knock on the door Great. she ends up opening it she's, 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 she's going to the same right? thing yep, yep. Yes, that's why yep. it's beautiful. Yes, and, and then just the conversation that they have outside, all like it. I just believe, I avidly believe in these two characters wanting to be together, and both being a little bit too awkward in different ways to have just said it. That was my favorite line in the movie when he's in the bar with Beck. He's like, "I give you fifty fifty odds. You're pretty You're awkward, awkward, kid." Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, it's like so that it, to me is just incredible. And then when they actually decide to kiss on the bridge after the, the thing, she kisses him first. She kisses him, stumbles with his words. Yep. Did Did it break your heart when he was like, "So you're just watching me because yes, you I was yeah. Oh God, it hit me in the yeah. feels. Because I know she's lying too. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you see again, like focusing in on like the eyes, like you see her, like her eyes kind of like, dash back and forth, like she's trying to decide which way she's gonna go with how to answer this question. Yeah. And you know she's lying. Like, you know that's not the case, but... It still breaks your heart. It's still possible, too. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Like, yeah, that's... Technically speaking, that's a possibility. I know this but, breaks the Spider-Man lore rules. I don't want to see Gwen Stacy come near this story at all. I'm just gonna fuck it up. I don't even want Spider-Lore, when it comes to MJ, to come into it. I just want them to be happy. Let them... Yeah, they are never happy. They, like, get, they are for a little bit. They get married several times in different... <laughs> yeah, they, they're they rarely happy. There's times. always something that ruins it. Yep, they're not... They're pretty toxic as far as relationships go in the comic books. I don't want that. In I, they're perfect right now for me. I was thinking before, I think we're too, good for a while because they're 16. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking before, too, is, it, is this, like, my favorite or the most well-done love story in the MCU? I mean... Cat played the long game, literally, with Peggy Carter. <laughs> Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. I don't like Pepper Potts. That's, yeah. I loved her in Endgame, but that was the only time I was... Well, I'm trying to... I'm also just... She's so good point, in that. She's really good in She's that so much better than all the other movies yes. combined. <laughs> but could you rest? Ugh. Black Panther's love story. Mm. <laughs> Hulk has a couple. Thor has a couple. I... This is it, man. This is. I know I just saw it two hours ago, but still. <laughs> I, I mean, reason, reasons he buys me, damn. I don't think that we really get too many great ones. I'm just rooting for them so hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah Gamora, Gamora, and Gamora and Star Lord. That's 
close for me. Yeah, they're they're probably one one a or one or very close one two. Like that's they're like an awkward couple. I, but I want them to work. I want them to work because they're not perfect. It's also the fact that Peter has a different crush in the first movie, right? He does. He does not like MJ. Yeah. He's a who's he chasing after in the first movie? Vulture's uh, daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forget her name. I think it also starts with an N, but I can't remember. I want to say K. I could be thinking of Karen, who we didn't get, sadly. Who we're all bummed about. Liz. 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 I said L. You said K. I know, I said M. You said M, I said K. It's L right in the middle. Yeah. We did it. Alright. So... We should probably get to stoning this, right? Because it's been a while. It's already been like an hour and a half and we need to edit this down. Yeah, it's just such a good movie. It's hard to... And we didn't even touch on so much of it, but it's fine. (sighs) What we're going to do now is let you know how good that this movie was in the form of Infinity Stone rating from 1 to 6. If you give it 6 stones, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet, which is the highest honors possible. This is the first one that has a shot in a while. Sequel. What do you give it? 6 stones in the gauntlet. Okay. I was torn of, like, whether or not it was... Alright, so, pre-post-credit scene, I was at 5.5. Holy shit. I'll tell you a story in a second. Okay, so pre... I guess mid credit scene, I was at five and a half. I'll say that. As for my initial viewing. Po- uh, mid credit scene happened, I'm at six. Then I had to wrestle with the thought, I'm like, can I go six and not give it a gauntlet? Like, why not give it a gauntlet? <laughs> then seeing it again, and the enjoyment that I had watching it, all the jokes still hit. We didn't talk about Happy with the Shield. That was the oh my god! Oh, was hey! How did we forget that? How did Cap do How this? How did this? <laughs> <laughs> Where he like winds up as if he's going to like successfully do it, and it just like, <laughs> yes, so good. Just to write about a happy of this. Um, I was so worried I was going to get too much. Mostly everything in the trailer that we got was happy. Most of his scenes. In yes, this. yes, and that's good. Yeah, I worked out. Uh, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed Homecoming. This is my favorite Spider-Man by far. Live action. <laughs> good save. L- live action. <laughs> And I, you know what, Joe? Animated is very close. Okay. You're, it, you're entitled to think that. It's, it's very close. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I'm so sorry. You don't so have adored. to make this call right yeah, now. It's not a thing you have to do. <laughs> no one put you on the spot for I'm this. Just, you know, I'm wrestling with it. I can see that. Incredible movie. Six stones and a gauntlet. Can't, I'm like, can't wait to see it again. And I've seen it twice in two days. And... Super excited about what we're going to get in the future. It, they have a wide open blank canvas. They can pretty much go in multiple different directions, and I'm sure they're going to make the right decision. We can only hope. Quay, what do you give it? Uh, so before I give you my rating, I'm going to say why I said holy shit. <laughs> uh, immediately after friend of the show Tom got out of seeing Far From Home, he messaged me on on Facebook and said, let me know as soon as you've seen it. I was like, I'm seeing it soon. Um, spoiler free, what'd you think? And stone it. He said, credits start rolling, five stones. By the end of the credit scenes, it went up to six. I was like, amazing. Yeah, it's always we, we talked about that on Twitter. Oh, you guys yeah. talked about it on Twitter? So, I didn't think of that till now, though. That's a good point. It's when you, when you, what should have been the end of the movie? What should have been the end of the movie? The true one was? of the movie. Yeah. Okay. 
My rating is as follows. I am going to give this. <sighs> Fuck you, Siegel. I do it. I had, I had just do it confidently. Why are, you, why are you angry at Siegel for I, this? Because I was ready to just give it six stones and be without like the gauntlet without the gauntlet and be like it's a six stone movie. But there is literally nothing in this that makes me feel like it does not deserve the gauntlet. So motherfucking six stones and a gauntlet—that's what this deserves. So you like this more than Endgame? Uh, yes. Okay. Endgame stole my number one. Endgame is fucking phenomenal. I, my problems with Endgame are my problems with Endgame, and they will never go away. I might, might like this a little bit more than Infinity War, though. Uh, I do not. Infinity War is the best MCU movie. In your opinion. In my opinion. Correct. That's your opinion. I like Endgame more than this. Um, I have zero problems giving this six times without a gauntlet. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. It just doesn't give me that gauntlet feel. Gauntlet is like the super special. I didn't get like a the huge sense of joy and like I want to revisit this movie multiple, multiple times. I'm going to. I'm ready it's, to see it now. If there's like an 11 o'clock show, I'm going to go running to see it. It's very good. I'm really pumped to see where they go next in the MCU with this based on this storyline and the mid credit scene. It's very solid. It's They've done great things with Spider-Man since they took him over or at least earned the rights to him in live action form. I'm sure there's an 11 o'clock that he's showing you right now. Shit. <laughs> there's a great seat right in the middle. Ooh, that might be me. <laughs> can I use AMC stubs two, day, two times in a day? Yeah. You can okay. use it three times in a day if oh, you want shit. To, but you can't use it the rest of the week. Though. Yep. It ruins your Friday, Saturday, or whenever they start it. I don't know. That's true. I think Pam is working all day tomorrow, too. Or your Saturday, Sunday. I'll figure it out. It's a great times. Giving it six. We all gave it at least six stones. That's pretty good. Those are our ratings for Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. <laughs> if you saw it, like friend of the show, Tom, and you want to let us know your thoughts about it on this special early edition podcast, send us an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Send us gifts of your favorite Spider-Man jokes, or favorite Spider-Man quips for that matter. Over to us on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. If you have spider webs in your house for whatever reason, like I do, as I found out pulling tables up from the basement for the barbecue, a lot of spider webs down there. It's pretty That's terrible. Right. Take pictures of those spider webs and send them to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. If your name is Karen, follow us on Facebook. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. And if your name's not Karen, which is most other people... We're also accepting Ediths. And Ediths. Find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Just kidding. Karen and Edith, you can do it too. <laughs> if you also want to include a review, that's awesome. We'll read it on an episode of the show. Most importantly, subscribe and let people offline know about the show. Or online. Message boards, you know, Facebook. All these things. Let people know. Send them our way. Next time, I know we said this last week, but we're actually going to be doing Punisher Warzone next week. Maybe. Sorry, all you Warzone fans out there who just got disappointed. Jury's still out. Wait, no, we're definitely doing it. We're 100% doing it. It's happening. I mean, it's I've already watched it. I already watched it. Two of us already watched it. I have 20 minutes to go. Yeah, so I'm confident you can finish it in yeah, like you, you, four days. Four days? I can do five minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> that won't kill me. This isn't a photography project sequel. Try to do 20 minutes of one. Five minutes of this... 20 minutes of Far From Home. No, <laughs> just spider verse. Just duck into Far From Home for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, this was God. worth the use of my stubs. 
No, just look, just buy the ticket, sit there, and just like headphones in, look down. You know the uh, look out for a couple minutes, go down. So you have like this two side entrances. Yeah, you know, like I exit through that side entrance. Yep. There's always like a water bottle or a pencil or something jammed in there so people can just swoop right in. That's, I've never seen that. And I always case. open it and then it hits the ground and I kick it into the parking lot. As well you should. As well you should. Fuck those people. Mostly people going, hey! Because they're smoking outside. They want to go back in. And then they chase you. No, I step up, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so next time, Punisher Warzone. Tune in for that. This has been a long one. That's what she said. Hey. Nice. Until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Far From Home became someone's favorite movie, for sure. Sure did. Until Warzone. <laughs> I just love saying that because it makes me crazy. Take care, everyone. <laughs>